This is WSKG News. I'm Brent Fox. In 2004, a mysterious collection of photos appeared at a museum in the Adirondacks. They were taken in 1932 and show a dead black man tied to a toboggan surrounded by three white men. Now the museum is trying to unravel the mystery behind those photos, and it's partnering with a black artist to bear witness to what really happened back in 1932. Emily Russell has the story. There's an old logging road in the central Adirondacks near Newcomb. On a warm, sunny day, it's where I meet Keith Morris Washington. He's an artist and professor who has stayed very humble about his work. I don't know if I've ever said this in an interview uh, before, but, you know, I'm always kind of astonished when a good painting happens. <laughs> it's all kind of this magic. You can see that magic in many of his landscape paintings and flower portraits. A lot of Washington's more recent work explores black identity in America. Washington uses art to highlight the violence that black people have faced in both the past and the present. For one project, Washington has been painting landscapes of lynching sites around the U.S. It's what brought him here to the Adirondacks. For me, part of this is to go to the places and to bear witness. Um, Because it really is, for me, about honoring the memories of the victims. In this case, the victim was a black man who encountered two white men in these woods in March of 1932. According to historical records, they went their separate ways, but the two men reported the black man to police. A few days later, a larger group tracked him down, a gunfight ensued, and the black man was killed. Doreen Alessi Holmes from the Adirondack Experience is our guide out here today. As we walk down the road, she points out features in the landscape, obstacles the man must have had to endure while he was being tracked down by the group of white men. As we're moving forward, keep your eyes on that ridge ahead of us, because that is the Dunbrook Range. And it's an intimidatingly high and steep mountain, and I just can't imagine climbing up over that in the winter. Washington will paint this place, but not the violence that occurred here. His pieces focus more on the landscape, the beautiful and sublime aspects of it. He uses a series of squiggle marks, his description, to paint lush green grasses, tall trees, and wispy blue skies. Washington says his whole artistic process is more a tribute to life than to death. Even when I'm painting, I'm not thinking about Uh, the tragic nature of the person's life, but really trying to think about the ways in which I'm honoring the person's life and documenting their history. Another person who's been working to document the history of what happened here is Eliza Jane Darling. She's an anthropology professor and former public historian for Hamilton County. This is the history of our region, and we need to understand what happened, and we certainly need to establish facts. But in the second place, I think there is a question of social justice and justice for this man. Darling has read the police and coroner's reports, piecing together what really happened over those few days in March. She's also read articles about the manhunt and the man's death, which made national news at the time. A headline in the New York Times from 1932 read, quote, Wild man is killed in the Adirondack. Darling says the sensationalized media back then is similar to the racist stereotypes Black people still face today. I mean, the headlines that this made could have been uh, taken from today's headlines. They really could have. Um, You know, the overestimation of the man's threat, 
the dehumanization involved in calling him a wild man, the fact that his body was left exposed, um, the, the fact that someone called the police when there didn't appear to be any crime having been committed. Darling wrote two articles for the Adirondack Daily Enterprise a few years ago, laying out everything she learned about the killing. According to records, the man is buried in nearby North Creek. Darling says she hopes one day to figure out who the man was. Back on the old logging road, we pass coyote and deer tracks. Our guide, Doreen Alessi Holmes, points us to something fluttering atop some wildflowers. Just, there's an American Beauty butterfly over there right now. Um, and it's on a plant that's locally called Pearly Everlast. The Adirondacks are a place of deep wilderness and a lot of beauty. But they're also a place where prejudice and racism still exists. Artist Keith Morris Washington says that is still evident here today. As I was uh, driving in yesterday, I saw, you know, New York license plate and a Confederate plate underneath it. And it's just like, yeah, you can't get away from that kind of um, ignorance. I'll, I'll put it that way kindly. As we reach the end of the logging road, Washington stops to take a few photos. I ask him what's on his mind during an experience like this one. As I was walking to this place, um, you know, I was in a sort of broad way thinking about the victim and and um, just sort of sending my thoughts to make a, a great painting for this person who we don't know their name yet even. So there's a, a bit of a solemnness to it. Washington says his goal is to make a beautiful painting of a place with a tragic past. The Adirondack Experience will have the option to buy the piece and add it to its permanent collection, putting more of the Adirondacks' history on display. Reporting in Newcomb in the Adirondacks, I'm Emily Russell.